With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Party line presented by Ben MGM, Dave Ross, alongside Mike Pritchard here at South Point Casino and Hotel in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. And Pritch, another good show we have on this Wednesday. Of course, Steve Mackin is going to join us with his numbers, and we say it every week, but his numbers normally correlate to monetary success. If you follow those numbers, mm-hmm. uh, what he's seen so far. And of course, Luke Finnecaro is going to join us in hour number two. Now, there's no UFC event this week, so we get to pick Lou's brain on the NFL. And beyond. So we get a, a reprieve from first strike. Uh, everybody can take a, a week off, and then the UFC is back next week. Uh, Hazmat Chemaev against Nate Diaz, which should be a spectacular main event in two weeks. And by the way, that number I've seen, mm-hmm. Fritz, on Nate Diaz from yeah. the Stockton 209, bad boy. <laughs> it's like you can get big-time plus money right now on a big underdog like Nate Diaz. I- Dana White's been trying to sell this right, thing. Right. I, I don't know if a lot of people are going to buy on that or not as far as buying the underdog here, but it's still MMA. You still got a puncher's chance, but it feels like he's up against it against Hasbro. You do. Mind. You do. I am highly intrigued by uh, betting uh, UFC, uh, any event at this point. Yeah. I mean, I've seen a split head, forehead, and a women's fight. <laughs> and then I've seen a nose just get caved in wow. by a kick, a ferocious kick uh, out there in San Diego. Uh, and then Usman going down from a knockout, that? too. So anything and everything can happen, like you mentioned. Yeah, the champ. That, that was an amazing mm-hmm. uh, juxtaposition on last Saturday night. And, again, uh, if you had Kamaru Usman via decision, you were cruising to that. And then right. the last minute, Ugh. boom, the head kick heard around the MMA world. Now we have a new champion at 170 pounds. So we'll get into a little bit of that with Lou and see what he does on a week off when there's no UFC to break down. But, French, when you and I are here, I mean, I just – I can't wait. We, we've got week zero coming up in college football. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like the term week zero right. so much. It kind of downplays it. Uh, but, of course, we have week one in the NFL with one more uh, preseason week to go this week. Very quickly, uh, this game in Dublin in week zero, and I was talking about it a little bit last night on the look at would you as a college kid, if you're in Northwestern or if you're in Nebraska – and you're playing in Dublin on a Saturday night in Ireland. Mm-hmm. I, maybe the kids are fired up. I don't know how much the 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 Irish are going to really turn out to watch Northwestern and uh, and Nebraska. Well, yeah, I think you are excited because you don't have preseason in college football. Right. 
Uh, and, and this is a chance for you to be on TV and it's a great um, point. for your program to be on TV. And this is about recruiting and it, about proof profile. Or, I mean, let's not, uh, you know, be mistaken about that, too. I mean, as you go all the way to Ireland for this. But uh, it, it's, it's fascinating. I think from a kid's perspective, when I was a college player, uh, would I enjoy this opportunity? I think I would. But as coaches, you're Did panicking. Did you guys ever, ever go anywhere for Colorado? Um, not like that. Right. I, we, we played in a pigskin classic out in, in Anaheim. Uh, but still, you off campus. You're going somewhere else. It's a neutral site. Yep. Right. And that's the, it's at the beginning of the year, too. So there is an importance to it. Um, but, no, I, I think the kids are going to be highly excited. And then, Dave, when you put on the uniform, the headgear, you're, you're not thinking about where you are. You're just, uh, you're, you yeah, you're just looking else. at your opponent. You're, yeah, exactly. Let's get it on. Let's get after it. Let's see if we can get this W. All right. We'll talk more about that as the show uh, progresses here on the Lombardi line. But let's start off in the NFL. Hmm? And, you know, we always talk about it. And, and certainly, you know, fake football, as I call it, real injuries. Uh, certainly they've been out there. And not good news for the commanders right now with Chase Young, uh, who's going to be on the pup list, the physically unable to perform list to start the beginning of the season. So for a guy who was injured last year, uh, and, you know, he's, he suffered an ACL injury back in week 10 right. of last season. He's going to miss the first four games. Now, this is a, a team that y- you and I have talked about. We had Rick Doc Walker on last week, mm-hmm. of course, uh, from the DMV area. This is a team we believe is predicated on defense first, right? When you look at the, the hierarchy there and you look at Jack Del Rio and Ron Rivera, that's what they're supposed to be known for. Right. They've got issues with Chase Young, who was the number two pick overall two years ago. Mm-hmm. You've got linemen that were fighting each other in that game in Dallas. High profile. You see Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen going after. They're both back on the roster this year. What is the makeup of this commander's team? And again, the, the total here is seven and a half. Uh, do you see the over at minus 120? Surprises me a little bit there mm-hmm. if you think this is an eight-win football team. And then, of course, you have Carson Wentz, who's going to be the guy uh, on the offensive side. But Chase Young's supposed to be the, the leader of that defense. And your best ability is availability, and he's not available. Well, I had questions about this defense last week uh, with Doc, uh, and I asked yes, him about did. the state of the locker room. He kind of dodged a question, which gave <laughs> me which gave me a lot of info, Dave. It did give me a lot of info. Like, if if you have a solid locker room, what's the first thing you're going to say? Oh, the locker room's great. Don't worry about the Got locker room. Got solid leadership yeah. in there. Uh, but he kind of dodged it and went to the, the money situation. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Uh, you know, <laughs> Del Rio and um, – uh, Rivera, they they are so old school. I played against Del Rio. Wow. That, I mean, but Del Rio in his defense is not on the level of what you see in the National Football League, even in college football today. He's very, very basic. Uh, they, that's probably the reason why they have a personnel that they have. When you think about all the first-rounders they have mm-hmm. on, the first, uh, on that defensive line in the front. But Chase Young is a big miss. I asked Doc last week about Chase Young because he's a, a potential defensive player of the year candidate, wow. but he can't get on the field. You know, there's some injuries like an ACL that you know about the repair situation, but more importantly, you have to know about the rehab. And now that he's on the pup list, he's going to miss the first four weeks, those first four games. I'm not sure about what he did to rehab that thing because we know a lot of people have come back from ACL sooner than that right. from a rehab standpoint. Uh, but some guys are different than others, and it takes a little bit longer from a rehab, and uh, you got to get back on the field. So it, it's, it's disappointing. I, I think it's disruptive, too. But Doc mentioned some backup guys coming on uh, for that front out there in Washington, but they're just not Chase Young. It's just different. Uh, Chase Young was an impactful player, a guy who could wreck an offense, I believe, at times. Uh, and I was, I was excited to see what he was going to produce this year, but we're not going to see it 
for the first part of the year. No, and again, you see those 30-1 to 1 numbers to win defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, to me, that's you take him off the – look, I get it. He could come back and play the last 15 games theoretically. Right. And still win this award at 30 to 1. But the, the value there to me is extracted now when you know he's going to miss the first four games. So, you know, I, I look at that and I go, I would not take the long shot there. Wait till that number drops now that he's going to officially miss those first four. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a very intriguing proposition when you look at culture and you look at Del Rio and you mentioned old school Ron Rivera comes, you know, you think 85 Bears and, you know, Buddy Ryan and, and kind of his ilk and where he, he kind of shapes his football identity. And, and I wonder if these young kids now are like, man, that's, we just don't do it like that anymore. Right. You, know, like, you yeah. hear this all the time of like, well, that guy, the game's passed him by. Mm-hmm. I, and I hate that phrase because I think Mike Pritchard, as long as you're here on VEASAN and as long as, as you're walking this earth, you're going to know more about football than most people will ever know. You know, it's the Jim Moore. You think you know, but you really don't know. Right. So right. I don't like to buy the narrative that Del Rio or Ron Rivera They've lost a step, if you will, because I look at, you know, Nick Saban just got a, what, a, a huge extension. To sure. until he's 79 mm-hmm. at, at Tuscaloosa in Alabama. It, but what is the disconnect from, from the elder players that are now coaches in the league, right? And you see this Detroit. Look at the line staff. Right. It's all former players. So how do they, how do they stay relevant with today's players if the game has changed, at least in the mental makeup of it? Well, the game has changed, but it stayed the same, too. So from a schematic standpoint, it's not going to be foreign to Del Rio. Like, right. They can adjust with whatever they want to do with their scheme. But can they relate to the guys, though? And that's what I think you alluded to, too. I mean, Rivera and Del Rio, again, from a relationship standpoint, is rocky. We know that from the summer. It's rocky. Uh, with Del Rio, and they fired a D-line coach. Which, Sam Mills the third. Right. I mean, if your D-line is going to get after teams, you're going to get rid of that guy. And, mm. okay, now who are these players going to relate to? Who are they going to uh, consult with? Who are they going to spill their guts to in terms of, man, I hate Del Rio right now, but I can spill my guts to you because I trust you, right? We can have this conversation. I don't know who that is. I don't know what that dynamic is right now with the commanders. And, and I think that's the disconnect because – with today's player, the energy is just different from Rivera and Del Rio to what these guys are used to from college uh, to an, an attention uh, span. Uh, I mean, you think about us. You think about what we do here. I mean, we, we got to give information, boom, now. Like, we can't dance around. We got to give it to everybody who's listening and watching right now because I think that's just uh, indicative of today. Like, before, we might have done it in a different process or a different way. But you have to be blunt with it. You have to have some energy with your message as well. So I, I think there's a big disconnect uh, going on right now with that football team. It's hard for me to, to back the commander's seven-and-a-half win total, as I mentioned, and or possibly to be a longer shot to win the NFC. Mm-hmm. It's just it's hard for me to get there because we've just talked about the defense. Right. And the elephant in the room really still is Carson Wentz. And can 11 perform like he did years ago in Philadelphia before the knee injury when he was an MVP candidate, right, back, back in the early days in Philadelphia. And since then – he feels like a vagabond. Right? But isn't so, this an old school move, though? Let's yes. go find a veteran quarterback that has not caught on really and has not been a franchise quarterback. But we can make him different. I mean, that's we that's, can we can revive him. Sure, that's just a different mentality. That's like a that's like an old school mentality right there by by the brass out there in Washington. Very quickly, and again, I'll, I'll just equate it to my experience in the Marine Corps. You know, at, we had drill instructors at Paris Island, and we feared them. Right. They they were not our friends mm-hmm. by any stretch of the imagination. But by the end graduation, you learn to respect them 
because they made you into what you theoretically were. Okay. Is that the idea? Is that old school coaching? Is that Buddy Ryan where maybe his players loved him, the offense didn't, and they he and Mike did get issues? Can you still coach like that in 2022? I don't think so. I it's some in some day it worked, right? I mean. Uh, you think about the myriad of quarterbacks that you go through with Philly if you're Buddy Ryan. I mean, how many quarterbacks did Buddy Ryan My go goodness. through, right? And um, even Rex Ryan. I mean, uh, it, it carries forward, right? And just when you think about people that are in a pattern and they do things a, a certain way, Rivera has been through a number of quarterbacks in his, in his time as a head coach. So I think you're stuck. I think a lot of times the old school way is the only way you know uh, you don't know any other different different way, and you don't have anybody telling you anything different either. Uh, so now you're stuck, and I think the Commanders are stuck with uh, Ron Rivera right now. And I, that's why I just can't get behind them again to win the NFC East. It's five to one. Mm-hmm. I, I, okay, good luck, DC. Yeah. And I, I miss my old home a little bit, but there's no way I'm backing that financially uh, yeah. at, at that five to one price tag. When we come back, let's talk about some other NFL news and notes and how it might affect some of your future wagers and how you look at some of these teams. Come on back. It's the Lombardi on here on Decent, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Back alongside Mike Pritchard, I am Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi Line here on Visa. And Pritch, I'm always fascinated uh, with your playing experience, going back to Colorado, winning a national championship. And we were just talking during the break about, you know, coaches. And we were talking in the first segment about the commanders and you know, coaching staffs and maybe the way different guys do it. Mm-hmm. If there's, you know, one size fits all, if you have to kind of, you know, I remember Marty Schottenheimer in Washington, D.C. He felt like an old school guy and he got honest players. And I right. witnessed that. 
right? But but he seemed to get the most out of right. most of his players wherever he went. You know who talks about this? Dick Vermeil. Yeah. Because he won a Super Bowl, right, with the Rams. And then you think about old school mentality and how he grind and different era and all this, but yet he was able to relate to the Rams uh, and the new wave of, of how you're playing football. The greatest mm. show on turf. That wasn't Dick Vermeil in the 70s no. and 80s, right? That wasn't Eagles <laughs> no. Dick Vermeil. No, not at all. I mean, think about uh, just some of the stories you hear, but just how hard he was and how hard he worked his players and uh, and how, you know, maybe the players, he rubbed them the wrong way. He's a college coach and all this, right? But you adapt, you evolve, uh, you understand the athletes are different than in that day. Uh, and then you win a Super Bowl. Uh, with Kurt Warner, who, look, I mean, think about that story, right? It's, it's amazing. Uh, but does does Rivera and what he's doing, and, and I, like I said, I have a, a ton of respect for Ron Rivera as a player uh, and certainly what he's done from a coaching standpoint. But why is it everybody else's fault except Del Rio uh, and that defense when – That's your, that's your calling you, card. That's your calling card. That's your coordinator. But yet you're 25th in, in the league in points allowed as a defense last year, but it seems like everybody else's fault is at fault except for the guy calling the defense. And see, this is what we're getting into with, with eras and different coaches. Joe Gibbs, we talked about with Doc Walker, who said, you know, you knew that Joe Gibbs, and by the way, Joe Gibbs would sleep. He would stay the night mm-hmm. at the old Redskins Park in D.C. And literally, you talk about grinding, that's why he had to retire the first time right. because of the exhaustion. But he loved his players, right. and you knew that. So players, even in 2022, Pritch, I'm assuming, they don't mind being coached hard. As long as they know what the what the whole reason for this is, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes if you're if you're being coached hard or in this new era of like feels like coaches got to be your friends a little bit. As long as there's a a goal that they right. feel like is attainable and the, the reason why you're putting me through this grinder, if there's a reason for it, players are are okay with that. Well, here's something I think betters can can have a takeaway of uh, in terms of my former player experience. Uh, it's more about respect, like as a better. Can I understand the dynamic of a, a coach situation or a player situation? And can I see and feel if there's respect there? Yeah, I can. Uh, can I see or feel that there's no respect there? Absolutely. Mm. Uh, and I think that's so telling because you pull back the curtain and Super Bowl winning coaches, it's the first thing that they demand. They demand respect because how am I going to be able to deliver a message the way that I need to deliver the message to an entire team of different individuals, but yet be collective in thought? It's because I have to have respect of these players, and I have to earn that. But you can clearly see it as a better if there's no respect going on between coach and player. You can see that. You said they got into it on the sideline, right? I mean, there's a lot of times where emotions can take over, and I get that. Uh, and, And, you know, that's not a true story, but it's an indicator, perhaps. So what could be happening uh, now you're devoid of, of, a, of a defensive line coach that has been with Rivera for a number of years out mm-hmm. in Carolina and mm-hmm. in Washington, but yet it's his fault, apparently, and, and, not, and not the coordinator. And, again, that's why, again, we, we have these conversations, people, so that we're, I can't get behind the commanders from a financial standpoint for all these reasons that we're mentioning right here because I think you do have to look at teams before we get into the season the NFL and realize where it could be a rudderless ship. Right. And it, that's why it's going to be harder for me with certain teams. Now, there's one team that I did back, mm-hmm. and that was in the offseason, and that was the Superchargers. And I backed them, in a, what, I played a number, plus uh, 1350 to win the AFC. Now I see the news of J.C. Jackson, and that was one of, boy, you, you get J.C. Jackson, you go, top flight corner, I'm feeling pretty good about things. Well, don't feel as good today. He had ankle surgery on Tuesday. He will miss two to four. Now, that was one of the big free agent signings, of course, in the offseason. 
Uh, now, of course, they're going to likely push Michael Davis into a starting role uh, to fill that void. The reason why this gives me a little bit of pause okay. is, okay, good. You hope I'm not a doctor. You hope he comes back in two to four, and, and everything's good for the remaining 15, per se, right, whenever he might come back. If he comes back in two, or if it's 13, if he comes back after four. But we talked about coaches, and I am big on the roster. I look at the 53-man roster of what the Chargers have, and I go, this is a team that can win the Super Bowl. And I know the Bills and the, the Chiefs and the, the Broncos, and but they're, they're good enough from a roster standpoint, Tom Telesco and company, what they've done in the front office, to get Brandon Staley the parts he needs. Mm-hmm. Now, we just talked a lot about coaching and player relationship. Now, I'm assuming after missing the playoffs last year, you learn from your mistakes, okay? That's what I need to see in order to back them financially because the roster I love. But again, this is year two for Brandon Staley. Right. Still a young, young head coach. Pritch, what does he have to do to make sure these guys, which clearly have the talent to potentially get over that win total plus $1.20 mm-hmm. if you think they can win 11 games? Can they win the AFC West? Of course, plus 250. It's right there for the taking. Right. Can they win the AFC now that number's been shorted to plus 750 and win the whole thing 14 to 1? But it is incumbent upon the leadership to make sure these players help them get to where they want to get. Well, for him to to help this team uh, achieve what they need to achieve or what they should achieve, uh, he needs to get out the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, you know, it's, it's so obvious what Staley was trying to do from the sideline. He's trying to win games from the sideline. Um, no, you don't do that. McVay did that. Remember, he tried to do that. Absolutely. And he always came up short trying to – trying to overthink it, trying to win games from the sideline. You know what? I got Cooper Cup. They can't cover him. Let me just throw the ball to him, period. Right? That's it. Uh, so with Staley, when you have personnel like you have, I mean, just don't put this team in tough, tough situations as a head coach or as a play caller that's trying to win it from the sidelines. He is loaded. He is loaded with uh, so much talent. Uh, and like you mentioned, a, a roster that could contend for a championship this year. I'm talking about Super Bowl. Um, so I think if he's learned anything as a head coach, be humbled, understand that I can't win the games from the sideline. It's all about the players. I got to put them in the best positions that I can, but I'll recognize that through the week of practice, but I'll get the feedback from, from a veteran group. This is a veteran group. I believe from an experience standpoint, uh, that certainly needs that, that, that direction. But as long as Staley can give them direction and not try to win it from the sideline, I think they'll be okay this year. You look at that schedule, and yeah. they, you hop out of the gate. You come, and you got the Raiders in L.A. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's going to have more fans in the stands <laughs> at SoFi for that. And then you go to KC, and we they won there last year, right? right. And the famous, hey, you want to go for it? Let's go for it, right? So th- clearly they have the talent, even though the Chiefs won the division. Uh, they're right there with them. Right. So you're going to know a lot before they get to the Jags in week number three. The real, other, the real other, quick, I was going to say, yeah. because I know people make things uh, about the schedule, but as a player in a locker room, you want to play the Raiders and the Chiefs. You're healthy. You oh, feel yeah. great. Like, I don't want to play the Chiefs, you know, uh, in week 15 or week 16 when we have to win or something like that. And I, my shoulder's falling off, <laughs> right? I you're never going to be as healthy as you right. are right now. I want to play the Raiders and the Chiefs and have a chance to go two up in this division mm-hmm. when I know there could be a chance of, of head-to-heads and tiebreakers <laughs> at play here. I would rather play the Raiders and the Chiefs in back-to-back opening weeks. That's an excellent point. Again, they play the Chiefs twice relatively early, if you mm-hmm. see that, and they have a bye week a couple weeks before the second showdown. And then to end the season, you get the Rams, which is a home game, right. air quotes, 
and uh, and then at Denver. Yeah. So well, the, it got could the Colts be, too. And the Colts too. Yeah. So the end and the Titans, by the way, who were the number one seed in the AFC a year ago. We'll find out how they look this year. So it's not an easy schedule. Now look, I get to, to ten and a half win total for a team that only won nine games. It's almost. It almost feels like malpractice that they only won nine games last year. <laughs> but I know, like, for well, me, is it better? No, yeah. I got to get that out of my head, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's why I took them at plus 13. I have to look ahead instead of keep looking back. But it's hard not to look back when it's the same guy calling the shots that really put this team in a spot to miss the postseason a year ago. Super Bowl win in head coaches. I'll go back to that. Uh, they're called play callers, too, uh, in the middle of a game. I don't have it. That coach is eating me up. He's in my kitchen right now. You call the place. You can do that. Super Bowl winning head coach, they, they understand that. They're fine, and they, they can humble themselves. It's not about them. Right. It's like I'm hurting the team right now. I, can't, I cannot call plays. I cannot sequence plays the way that I need to. You call it, right? So Staley has to be able to adjust that way. And, and if he's learned that, then, yeah, I'm very high on the charges this year. And, again, I look at Staley, and we all know he comes over as a defensive guy from Sean McVay's staff, right? But – you know, I think the, the snapshot of last year where everybody fell in love with him mm-hmm. was the Chiefs game, right. I believe week two. And it's like, do you want to kick it? Do you want to go for it? And Justin Harvest says, well, of course the players can say, I want right. to go for it. And let's go for it. And they get it. They win. And you go, wow, this thing's perfect. And it wasn't so perfect. Right? But it, that was that was kind of the impetus for what, while, well, he's now, he's a chosen one. Mm-hmm. Now he's been ordained as a football genius. You got to grind out those wins. You got to win. You got to win big. You got to win titles in order to really be ordained in this league, as this man knows. When we come back, let's talk some college football as we look ahead to week zero and week one. Come on back to Lombardi Line here in VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The college football guide is out now, and the NFL guide drops tomorrow. So start your football season off on the right foot with expert profiles of every team, including team trends, power ratings, over-under recommendations, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Remember, the only way to get access to this year's football betting guides is to become a VEASAN all-access subscriber. So sign up and get our discounted football special. You're going to get access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175, or you can save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe for all of your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Back alongside Mike Pritchard, I'm Dave Ross. It is always a pleasure on a Wednesday to be joined by Steve Mackinnon. We're talking about the, the, the guys that are out now. And again, if you want to take this seriously this year uh, in college and pro football, you have to get those, those guides now. Because week zero is upon us. I cannot believe it. We have actual college football to discuss with Steve this week. Again, follow him on Twitter as I do, at Steve Mackinnon. So, Steve, let's talk about some of these things in week zero and week one in college football in particular. And some of the bigger favorites have been pretty much, in your column, automatic in the opening week of college football since 2013. If you're a a favorite of 37 and a half or more, you are saying – Lay the big chalk. That's exactly what I'm saying, Dave. Nine and oh, nine and oh, straight up an ATS run. Average score of these games with this line of 37 and a half or more in these week zero one games, uh, 59.3 to 
to 9.1. These teams are scoring almost 60 points per game. Whoa. There's a reason these numbers are jacked up. Uh, the odds makers know the, these big underdogs don't have a chance. And uh, most of these teams, I think, mo- I think maybe even all of them have been at home. So they got that extra motivation of putting that big show on at home in the first game. And they're, they're just rolling. Nobody likes to lay that kind of chalk, though, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody, Steve, the recreational better is going to go, I want to, you want me to lay 37 and a half, but you're saying, I mean, it's a perfect, it's not, you know, 90%. It's perfect, 100%. So how do you get betters to just disregard the number, look at the numbers that you have given out here, and say, all right, I can sleep well at night, even though I'm laying 37 and a half or more? Okay, well, let's look at a, a game from last year. Now, one of these games that qualified last year was Auburn. They were taking on Akron. Now, if you maybe look on the surface and think, oh, Auburn's not going to be a real high-scoring team this year. I don't want to lay that kind of kind of wood in a game like this because uh, maybe Auburn's not even going to get to 40. <laughs> they scored 60 points <laughs> in that game over Akron. So uh, you, you just kind of got to look past it. I mean, the talent gap is enough. The motivational edge is, is something else. So you, you just got a lot of th- reasons to believe that these are going to be blowouts. Yeah, Stephen, I'm not one to argue. Uh, I mean, I gave you uh, a credit last week because you had the Reds uh, after they got blown out. Uh-huh. And they won a game 1-0. I'm like, because of the whole uh, bounce back home field uh, angle. I was like, uh, I was amazed by that. So, but I do have a question because, you, you know, you mentioned like, for instance, Alabama, Utah State. But as a better, I'm looking at that week two matchup against Texas. And okay, if Alabama's out to a commanding lead, like, would Saban kind of pull it back, uh, getting ready for that matchup, and then therefore maybe jeopardize uh, that spread? Hey, it's something you got to weigh. Now, one of the interesting things about that game, and uh, we're going to get to this later, but uh, the Utah State is one of my stability plays for this year, as or this week, as a 27.5-point favorite. They're going to flip around next week and be a 38.5-point underdog. Why? I think people know Alabama's going to score a heck of a lot of points in that game. Utah State's not familiar with going to environments like Alabama. I'll tell you that much. Wow. Mm-hmm. So maybe play Utah State <laughs> week one against UConn, and then you're going to flip it in week two against Alabama. I, what, what else is interesting to me, Steve, is, again, and I've been talking about this all week in the network, I've never been to Ireland, but if I went to Dublin, I don't know that I'd go to watch Northwestern against Nebraska. But (laughs) you've got uh, favorites that have been more reliable at home and in neutral site games, a la this game in Dublin, in the opening week of college football since 2013, uh, the number 140 to 123 ATS for a clip over 53%. So would that factor into that game in Dublin here with right now, Nebraska, the, the number's gone up 13 point favorites now over the Northwestern Wildcats. Yeah. You know, that one is an interesting game because that betting concept number two, that you just touched upon with the favorites being a little better at home in the neutral games than they are on the road. Uh, that is actually offset by the later one at, at number four. It talks about the favorites in conference games. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, these zero, week zero one favorites uh, in these conference games are just nine and nine and one and or seven and eleven. I'm sorry against the spread. So a favorite winning outright just half of the time. It it goes to show you that uh, you, you look at a conference underdog. That's a motivating factor in a in a very early season game. 
Absolutely. I totally agree with you. And we know what's going on with the Big Ten from the media rights standpoint, mm -hmm. uh, what they're garnering that way. And then this matchup here uh, on a big stage, too, in another country. I mean, it's it's really fascinating to think about uh, the Big Ten, uh, Steve, in terms of, OK, you got the Big Two. Uh, but then everybody else, like Nebraska, are they going to be improved? And But you just mentioned Northwestern because there could be some people sleeping on, on Northwestern in this matchup against Nebraska. Yeah, and I know I've been on this show several times raving about what I think my chance, the chances are for Northwestern this year. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald's team's win experience have been very good. So think about this uh, as a road underdog from 2014 to 2020. This team was 20-5 and five against the spread. Last year they were 0 and 4, but this was last year's team was not a typical Pat Fitzgerald coach team. They they weren't as gritty. They were very inexperienced. They used a lot of the time late in the season to work in some new players. So uh, that's going to be all changed this fall, I believe. As this they bring back a very experienced unit. They got an SEC transfer quarterback. Uh, so the, I, I think they got a lot of things going for them. And I think uh, the fact that they're both of these teams were three and nine last week last year. You got to look at that from a Northwestern perspective and think they were three and nine. We're three and nine. Why are we a 13 point dog? I look at this too, Steve. I want to stay on the same trend that we've been talking about here. And sadly, it's going to affect the team that I root for in college football. And that would be Syracuse when they play week one against Louisville. Now, I know it feels like Dino Babers and company might be on the hot seat this year uh, up there in the Carrier Dome. But the, the, the trend, does that favor the Ville in week one with some of those same numbers that we're talking about? Uh, actually, the road team—they're uh, going to be a road favorite up there. That—that that actually, these teams have been thirty and forty-five against Ooh. the spread since 2013. Road for you, uh, one of the points I want to make out of this concept too is you do not want to back road favorites early. They—they they typically don't get this done. Uh, I, and I'm, I'm going to go into this and talk, ask Mike for maybe his opinion on this because the—the the mere fact that playing game one at home, it, it, these players are jacked for that. Going on the road, especially against a conference opponent, uh, you don't have that motivational edge that that home team's going to have. Hmm. Yeah. Hope for Syracuse. Yeah. That, that's good news, Steve. It's, I appreciate it. Absolutely. I mean, you think about um, the dynamic of college football, too. You got spring ball, and then, you know, certainly coaches, they're going to be working on that first game so early on mm. uh, in training camp, too, to your point. Uh, and, and then it's the home opener. I mean, everybody's excited yeah. about their home opener. Uh, right there too, and and it's really it's really fascinating to go back as a player uh, to feel like that environment. I I always gravitate, Steve and, and Dave, uh, to college football, the pageantry of that because the emotion is so different uh, than a National Football League. Yeah, no, one thousand percent agree with that, Mike. And and I think what happens to some of these teams as they maybe start to have their bubble burst. Maybe they lose, lose some heartbreakers. They start to fall. It starts snowballing the opposite way. So then at the end of the season, that home field advantage isn't quite as great. Yeah. Very quickly. You got about 90 seconds. I want to get this last one in Steve, because it, it's for the, if you like the totals here in games with totals, low totals, 48 or less and a favorite of four points or more. The under uh, the total is boy, 22 and six to a clip over se almost 79%. Since 2013, you got the qualifying games there of Wyoming and Illinois and Illinois, Indiana. So, again, you look at Illinois, big favorite there. Uh, you're, we're not expecting a whole lot of points then, according to these these numbers. Yeah, so you may think these numbers are sort of random, but 48 is a low total for college football. Four is a reasonably good favorite for a, for a low total. 
So what the odds makers are basically telling you is they don't believe in the in the opponent's offense, okay? And rightfully so, because I think these teams are scoring about 12 points per game in these contests. So uh, expect Wyoming to probably get no more than a couple touchdowns this week, and it's typically going to lead to unders in these types of games. Yeah, that game is at 44 right there. Illinois now up to an 11-point favorite. In week zero, Steve, it's upon us, finally. All the work, waiting to get to football season it is finally here. Steve, appreciate it each and every week, man. Great information as always. And again, follow him on Twitter at Steve Mackin. And Steve, we'll catch up again next week. All right. Thanks, guys. There appreciate he is. It. Steve Mackin does a great job. Yeah. Uh, you got to get the VEASAN guides. The, the information, we talk about it each and every week. It is so profitable if you follow it. Again, that trend to the under. No. Uh, my eyes go bright. I know what I'm going to do with that <laughs> okay. Illinois-Wyoming game. Right. I will be playing that under. When we come back, let's talk about what's going on out here in the desert with the Raiders and the running back situation. And again, can they come out of the division of death, the AFC West? We'll talk about that. Come on back to the Lombardi line here on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Place a one-game parlay wager with at least four legs on any Major League Baseball game. If all the legs of the parlay hit but one, you're going to get your stake back in free bets up to $25. So log into your account or download the app and sign up with BetMGM to take advantage of this offer all season long. Just opt in to the one-game parlay insurance promotion, then place a one-game parlay wager with at least four legs of any Major League Baseball game. If you miss just one of the legs of the wager, you're going to receive up to $25 back in free bets. MLB trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification, eligibility requirements, rewards issued as non withdrawable free bets or check credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1 800 Gambler. Promotional offer not available in Nevada, New York, or Washington, 
D.C. Back alongside Mike Pritchard, we roll on on the Lombardi line here on VEASAN, talking all things NFL right now. We know out here, week uh, preseason week number three, we're going to have the Raiders against the Patriots. And Bill Belichick's out here, and he says, man, this, this place is the Taj Mahal. <laughs> That's what he called the Raider facility out here in the desert. So he seems a little envious by all the things going on here, uh, not too far from where we're broadcasting right now. Now, not good news for Kenyon Drake. He's not going to be part of the Raiders going forward this season. Uh, he's been released from the Raiders roster. We feel like, and you feel like maybe this is something he asked for, a veteran yeah. down the league. And, and we'll see if Kenyon Drake uh, hops on elsewhere. But they have a pretty crowded running back room. And here's what we're hearing. That along with, of course, Josh Jacobs, Amir Abdullah and Zamir White and Brandon Bolden, are going to be sharing a lot of the reps uh, this year for Josh McDaniels in his first year as the Raiders head coach. First of all, by committee, mm-hmm. and, and you know how these running back rooms work, it feels like you got guys all capable. A lot of these guys have been around the block a little bit, like Amir Abdullah, uh, certainly Brandon Bolden coming over from the Patriots. How does that work? Do you need an alpha, or are we in the day and age now, Pritch, where we got to share carries because the bodies just can't hold up for 17 weeks? Yeah, I mean, the business side of things, they didn't pick up Josh Jacobs in his fifth-year option. Well, the fifth-year option, they didn't extend him, right? And so right. the whole thing about no fifth-year option and then, okay, he's going to be a free agent after this, right? So uh, from a personnel standpoint, that's a change in the guard because I think if Gruden was here, maybe they would have picked up the fifth-year option as a featured guy. Mm. But within Josh McDaniels and his offense, uh, part of what makes the offense work and tick is the fact that you don't know what type of running back you're dealing with. Like, is that a third down back or is he an every down back? Mm. Uh, is he a receiver? Or So the versatility at that position has paid dividends for Josh McDaniels. And um, so when you recognize the Raiders moving forward, I, I think he wants to get to that. Like, you're going to have specialized guys for maybe goal line and short yardage and stuff like that. But, you know, if you got – three different guys that can play every single down from a personnel standpoint, you're going to keep the defense guessing. Uh, And as an offensive guy, if I have a coordinator or somebody who can design an offense to keep the defense guessing, I have an advantage. Uh, And so that's the approach, in my opinion, what's happening with the Raiders. Uh, It's it's, it's the committee approach of the running back position, uh, but we want to keep the defense guessing. Mm. We can keep a guy in, help protection if we need to, but what if we want to feature this guy on a one-on-one situation, a matchup situation? Uh, we, we got three guys that are capable of doing that. I look at their profile, and it, it still feels like it's profitable for that win total of eight and a half. Mm-hmm. Again, it's juiced evenly, minus ten. Right. either way over the under. And, and again, to miss the playoffs is minus 220. So, you know, still expectations feel low, right? To make the playoffs – Plus dollar eighty, they made it last year. Yeah, Rich Pisaccia taking over, and you know, still somehow got to within a play of at least going to overtime with the Bengals potentially, who go on to the, to the Super Bowl, of mm-hmm. course, to win the AFC twenty two to one, win the West plus six fifty. That number's been shorted as the summer has progressed. Could have got that about nine to one a couple months ago. Now I don't know if that's the roster makeup, that's the trust in Josh McDaniels, but it feels like it's almost. But can they get nine wins? Yeah, for a team that did it last year, and right. they feel better on paper this year, but the division as a whole right. feels like it's gotten a little bit better too. Yeah, I think the division uh, is going to be different than it was last year. I mean, the Raiders surprised people too because they figured out all by themselves how to get to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Think, like you mentioned, Gruden steps down. Um, uh, Henry Ruggs, the accident. Man. Uh, you know, and then as a team – you're trying to overcome all this adversity with an interim head coach. So in the locker room, you got to give a lot of credit to the veterans and all the players that kind of figured out 
let's get on a win streak. Uh, let's let's shock the world and uh, let's win some games to get to the playoffs. They did that. Now you bring in the pedigree of Josh McDaniels, who's been there and knows how to get there and knows how to do it, uh, and things seem a little bit different. But I will say this: the Raiders are, are on, on edge. I think Derek Carr, his guaranteed money, doesn't really kick in until after the season in February. So if they miss the playoffs, going into year 10, Derek Carr without a playoff win on year his resume. Year 10? Yeah. He'd go, this he, is year this, 10? This is year 9. Oh, my But God. say they don't make the playoffs this year. How he, old he's, are we? He's gonna go me. In, right. He's going to go in a year 10 without a playoff win. Are you really going to do that? Right? And I, I know that you picked up Devontae Adams. So there's a lot uh, of quiet, elevated expectations going on within the building for a lot of players. And to me, that's motivational. And I'm looking for that. So eight and a half win total uh, for a team that seemed like they knew how to, to get themselves to the playoffs. And now they're aided with Devontae Adams and this pedigree from Josh McDaniels. Uh, maybe they surprise people again and go over that win total of eight and a half. That, that just hit me. Like it, it just well, you blink and it's he's the ninth year in the NFL mm-hmm. as a starting quarterback. I know right. like Tom Brady has now shifted maybe how we look at quarterbacks and even Russell Wilson now starting his second rebirth, if you will, in Denver. But, boy, you blink, and he's into his ninth year, and he hasn't won a playoff game mm-hmm. yet. At some point, you go, well, you know, it feels like the Kirk Cousins debate in Minnesota. Like, right. how good is this guy, really? Like, how much do we want to invest in this guy going forward? And Josh McDaniels is looked at as a quarterback whisperer, right? He's looked at that offensive – I hate to put genius labels on him, but, you know, that's what Gruden was. Mm-hmm. You get rid of that whole coaching staff now. You bring in a whole new slate – Derek Carr, sometimes it does feel like starting over. Yeah. But for Derek, it's got to be like, well, you know, boy, I, I've got weapons around me. He's got everything he's the, ever the, wanted. The, the right? cover I mean, not bare. What did, what did Willy Wonka say? Did you see the cho- chocolate factory? Course, right? It terrorized he, me as a kid. What did he tell Charlie? What happened to the kid that got everything he, what he ever wanted? Right. He, he, he lived he, happily ever after. That's so, what Derek Carr should be. Right. You got Devontae Adams. Yeah, everything you ever wanted. Darren Waller. Darren Waller. You you have Hunter Renfro. You can't cover the guy in a phone booth. I mean, the offensive line is in question. You have Josh McDaniels in six Super Bowl rings. Boy. And if you cannot win a playoff game this year, are you ever, I mean, ever going to win a playoff game? So, with that in mind, I mean, I think that's motivational, right? And the win total is in play to me. It's minus 110 either way. Uh, and you have to, I think you have to win nine games uh, to qualify for the playoffs in AFC this year. Totally agree. Now, the team they're going to play Friday night, we mentioned, is Bill Belichick. You look at their running back situation. And Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson mm-hmm. could be used, quote, all three downs, and the team has to, uh, quote, plan accordingly right. for that. So that's what Bill's going to do now. <laughs> Obviously, you know what he said, well, they get they got a great head coach over there. Well, he knows Josh McDaniels uh, better than most. Mm-hmm. I look at the Patriots profile and I go, okay, so what are they going to be? So you got a second-year quarterback in MAC-10 right out of Bama. Looks like he's chiseled now. <laughs> he was a little doughy in year one. <laughs> he Maybe was in- doughy. <laughs> <laughs> and year two, he looks better, at least on paper. I, I don't want to bet against Bill Belichick. I don't think there's a lot of money in that. But what do you make of the Patriots? I, clearly, they feel like they and Miami mm-hmm. are in that demarcation line of the AF, AFC. It's the same yeah. win total. Well, I've, I've heard the discussion uh, different places about, well, Belichick, he knows defense. And because he knows defense, he's going to know offense. He's going to know how to call plays. Well, how come Mike Holmgren and Mike Shanahan never play call defensive plays in? I mean, right. you would think an offensive coordinator – I would say, let me go to the defense side of the ball and call defense then. Because I know what they're trying to do. Because I know exactly, exactly. So it doesn't – 
I don't know if it works that way in the National Football League. <laughs> in fact, I have a pretty good feeling it doesn't work that way. Right. Now, we can make excuses, or people can, because they like Bill Belichick, and he's a hell of, he's a goat. Right. Of course he's going to make it work, right? But with my wallet, I, I have a wait-and-see approach, though, because he lose Skarnecchia, who is a legendary offensive yes. line coach. You lose Tom Brady, who obviously is a legendary quarterback, and you lose Josh McDaniels. I don't care who you are as a head coach. When you lose those pieces, you're picking up more pieces, right? You're trying to pick up the pieces to figure it, figure it out. So that, to me, is what's happening. Uh, and and for, for my wallet, I have a wait-and-see approach to see if he can put this thing back together again. Now, if Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick can do that, he's probably the guy to do it, but I got to wait and see uh, for myself. Again, eight and a half wins to, to make the postseason, plus money, plus $1.35. You know, Matt Patricia, Joe Judge come in to try to replace that coaching staff. We yeah. don't know who's calling plays. They're bo- it, it feels like an odd situation, but again, if there's one guy you don't question, it's Belichick. Well, yeah, you don't, but my goodness. when But we want a question. You, you yeah, can tell when, we do. When you lose that much, though, and, yeah. and you, you don't immediately replace it, I, I just, I know he's Belichick, though, and maybe that's why people are giving him the benefit of the doubt. I'm with you, though. Not with my wallet. Not, not with the, the way the, the roster looks right now. We'll yeah. figure out if they take the training wheels off in year two for Mac Jones and company. Come on back. When we do, we're going to talk some more NFL and take a look again ahead at what's coming up. Some of these betting profiles are very, very intriguing. Come on back. It's the Lombardi Line on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.